Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm your host, Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 3, entitled Warning Signs. Warning. But, for the sake of our listeners and also brevity, we dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Mm-hmm. Genius, what was your first take? Okay, so this episode, uh, at first I fucking hated it. I was like, it's stupid, it's going slow, I can't follow it, do something. But then at the halfway point, it almost became, it turned into from a, it was a weird mixed bag because like it, it was part like murder mystery, it was part western, it was part like, it was just kind of all over Gore the fest? Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. And even when we were talking off mic, like how the how are we going to break this down? Yeah, I, I don't fucking know. Honestly, you know? I think we're going to have to tangentialize quite a bit about this. Because yeah, there's the, a lot the, of shit. Yeah, the, I mean, we literally get every character. Yeah. We literally get all the stories for every character. Oh, almost, almost. I mean, they're right. still missing. I mean, a lot of oh, B Squad is missing. No Ezekiel. The King missing. Yeah. A lot of shit. But we, it's like I said. So it turns into. At first, it's a um, family drama because we open mm-hmm. up the thing. We we open up with shot for them fighting like Scuzzo, a zombie. Yep. And like, at first, I thought the zombies got him, and I was like, oh well, it's all bullshit. The zombies got Scuzzo, right? And like, I didn't even notice the fucking hole in his chest. I, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't look close enough. I Me thought neither. it was a bullet wound. I you know, See, I, didn't I, know. I, I didn't think it was like an arrow Me or neither. like a spear or whatever the hell they're saying. Right? You have fucking Detective Rick Grimes like it was small, smaller than what it could be. You know, it's smaller than stuff, tinier than fangs. Because Rick Grimes on the case, right? Well, because I mean, it makes sense because he was a cop. But we're way off. This is going to be a very tangential episode. Yes. I mean, like tangents upon tangents. But honestly, I mean, we've kind of. St- Stuck to the first part, Scuzzo. Right. So Scuzzo gets so, got. Right. So Scuzzo got Scott. And like I did I did not notice the thing. I like at first I was like, all right, well the zombies got him fucking good. I hated his ass anyway. And then like the walking dead. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But then like <laughs> then it turns into this family drama. Although and I was like, okay, everything is going too good for Rick Grimes, you know. And he's like you want to have a baby, you know, a little more stuff, a little more things, you know? Oh, he was stuffing some things. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See what I did uh-huh. there? Uh-huh. No, but he and Michonne are, you know, Rick wakes up early in the morning, goes downstairs and goes outside and whatnot. And as he passes down the staircase, he, he actually has the porch from Alexandria that uh, Judith and Carl's handprints are on. I noticed that. I thought that was a nice touch. I did too. I mean, it's, I it's mean, it was blatant in your face. But right. it was nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows the softer side of Rick Grimes. I mean, actually, it almost cool. like a Rick, a Rick Grimes after after dark. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rick Grimes in the morning with all your stuff and things. But uh, no, um, but it was cool. I mean, it, was and, co- it, lo- it looked cool and it was really sweet. Yeah, I mean, it was super fucking sweet and it looked good. Yeah, and when Rick comes back inside after you know checking on the crops and he finds a he finds a ripened tomato, mm-hmm. one ripened tomato, which I kind of find a little weird. Because I, I do a little bit of a little bit of gardening. I've never just found one like completely ripe tomato and everything else is green. It was the first stuff from the new harvest thing. And so like so he got the tomato. And I thought it's kinda nice, like a nice effigy. Yeah. To give it to um Carl's grave. But then like I knew in the back of my mind I was like, shit's going too good. Yep. Some shit's about to fall. Whenever down. whenever things go too good in the in The Walking Dead, you know, we, we tend to have a lot of issues. But here's my thing. It's going to fucking suck now. Uh, mad spoilers that, like, there's only two episodes left. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's really right. spoilers. I mean, if, they if, say it on if, thing, but yeah, if, if everybody has been keeping up with the Walking Dead news and whatnot, everybody knew that season nine was going to be right, Andy Lincoln's last. Right. And so, like, you know, 
they spoiled it in the middle of the episode. Well, towards the end, like, Rick Grimes, last two episodes, better watch now. You know, so. Well, so yeah, anyway. because AMC is pushing that viewership there. I, I guarantee, right. I can guarantee you these last two episodes with the push that they've made are probably going to be two of the highest, if not the highest ranked episodes in terms of viewership. Pre-Negan. And I would probably say that the only one that it will possibly be topped by is the the season seven premiere mm-hmm. when we actually got the, the kill sequences. Mm-hmm. So, or was that yeah. season six? I can't remember. It was, it was one of the premieres. It, it was... Negan day one. Yeah. Right. No, but, um, yeah, but but my thing is like, you know, that's good on you. You know, if you guys want to get pregnant, cool. You guys would be showing that you're really good parents, even in the fact of zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And they're kind of beating it over everybody's head too, because they got like Michonne and Rick kind of walking down the street with Judith. So happy together, you know, and which is cool. But I mean, and at the same time, good for them. that They finally like these two like battle warriors can settle down. But at the same time, in this place, trouble will follow you because you are fucking Michonne and Rick Grimes. Exactly. Right? So whenever they're so happy in that ship, I'm like, dude, bad times are ahead, man. Don't do it. And they're like, you want to get pregnant? Okay. You know? If this was any other slice of life, if this was any other show, cool. You know? Yeah. But since, board, procreate. But since this is The Walking Dead, ill shit's going to go down. I'm like, dude, no, not the time, not the time. But another thing. So everything's always, he's like, I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to go and, uh, Hang out with my family, which is good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a fucking murder mystery going on. You know, there's about to fucking there. Everybody at the bridge is at each other's throat. Maybe right now is not the time for the murder. Or not for the murder mystery. Right now, not time for like family fun day Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you got to take those times when the opportunity presents itself. Very true. But at the same time, it's like, ah, there's like but at that chaos. Point, but at that point, did Rick really know that the murder mystery had started? I mean, because he didn't come in until... You know, in, in this particular episode, I mean, he was back at Alexandria. I mean, so he wasn't really doing the bridge, the bridge thing. That's true, but he came riding like a fucking cowboy, like the good for him. Town. Yeah, no, good for him. I mm-hmm. mean, he he has to show his dominance and you know and keep law and order and everything kind of you know squared away. But you know, we we got to the part where Rick and Rick and Michonne talk about making a baby and you know kind of forging ahead with the future while she's drawing up the charter for the different communities to to up, uphold for the rule of law. Yeah, um, and then. I, I, I hate saying it this way, but we get the cut shot when we start talking about Scuzzo, Justin, the savior. Uh-huh. The the other saviors go out on a, like a hunting party to try to find him. And you have Maggie and Glenn 2.0 on the wagon. Right. And I mean, it was almost it was almost too blunt because that guy had the, the, the exact goatee that Glenn had. I mean, and it was it was just so obvious that it was like. You know, but he's been down with her for a while, though. You right? Know what I'm no, I, no, I, I mean, get like, that, and I was just like, you know, the the one, the one placement, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn 2.0. <laughs> so, but you also have the 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 other sleazy savior that's just like, oh, we're going to. What are you going to do about it? We need to get. This. And he takes one of the tomatoes off the cart, mm-hmm. and Maggie just explained it to him. You know, look, that we're we're out trying to get this stuff delivered to you guys so you can build the bridge. Although we don't have the ethanol you guys promised. Yeah, and the saviors even allude to it. Yeah, well, we. We don't know where they're at either some of them yeah we, we don't know where these people went to so you know that's why we're out looking so my question is looking back on that that scene with all those dudes and that chick okay mm. that chick at the very end when um she's she's mm. about to get got when she's over there was everybody in that party part of the main saviors crew that they were specifically targeting 
I don't the the one girl that jumps in Negan's car. I cannot remember her name. The one that we conjectured on last with the neck tat. Yeah, with the neck tat. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's in on it because I don't she, think so because either. she's tried to play too much of a too much of a peacekeeper in between the both parties. But so has so has did the other girl. But she did it for another reason. I think the the neck tat girl is doing it just because she wants everything to work out, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why that, that she even kind of explains later on. She goes, you know, look, look, we got to get the stuff done. You know, mm-hmm. we'll abide by the laws and this, that, and the other. We got to find out who killed Justin. And she's kind of playing more, more voice of reason, which is odd coming from one of the, you know, the saviors. Right. But at the same time, cause like we're way, way, way all over the place, but on this one. So if that's the case on your point, but if there, she was like, Hey, I'm changing. I've changed. I want to fight for this. You know, did it matter? I don't know. I think, she, I, I think she's actually trying to show the, the survivor groups mm-hmm. that, you know, she is actually trying to be one of them. Kind of like what old Navy model guy did. Yeah. You know, when he was in the camp and he, he kept talking to Maggie, trying to, you know, win her trust and earn her trust and whatnot. Right. I think she's trying to do very much the same thing. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, I mean, granted, she is the one that sold out Dwight. Yeah. But because if they're all were the targets. Right. Because we don't know what really happened with um, even even if uh, Nectat Girl was actually in the main target because mm-hmm. they just kind of all stuck together, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because guess, they knew each other. Because they're all kind of refugees at this point. Yep. You know, they're on the losing side. They have no more home. They're now under the uh, Marshall Rick. And, and, and they so, and they need they need. You know, strength in numbers because they don't have weaponry. I yeah. mean, they've got knives and you know spears and, work, and, rotten clubs, and work tools, but they don't have guns. Right. So it's definitely like it's kind of like an us versus them situation in a weird way because you kind of like almost you don't sympathize with the saviors because they're the fucking saviors, but at the same time, like no, if somebody's hunting me down, I would like to be protected too. Well, I'm because uh, completely on that, be, because you on know board of that that leads us kind of to like the fight in the at the work camp, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what they're basically saying, like, hey, we're doing all the work here, and we need to be protected. They do have a point. I mean, they don't have a point, like, hey, we're doing all the work here, but one because it's going to benefit them in the long run, and two, they're on the losing side. Yeah, it's going to benefit everybody, right? But at the same time. At the same time, it, yeah, if they're working it for everybody and they're doing the work and everybody else is coming along, somebody should protect them. You know? And I, I think they have. I think I, they're at the, the best the, of the, the, sav- the saviors just want guns. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I, and I, good on Rick, good on Maggie, good on Carol for not allowing that to happen. Fucking even good on old Navy model guy. Yeah, because I mean, he even tries to broker peace between mm-hmm. the two of them. Because you know, after everything kind of breaks out and they they get in their little kerfuffle, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, old Navy model guy looks and he goes, you know, look, I will talk to Rick to try to get something figured out. Yeah, but fucking before that. They made a terrible mistake by trying to raise arms to even half those people with guns. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at it, it's Carol and all of Oceanside, all the people that actually have guns. Yeah. And so... Well, like, when you got guns? Right. (laughs) And you know what? They're unarmed. Even if there's, like, 100 of them, Carol alone could probably take them. Carol will F somebody's somebody's world up. Yeah, she will. She will rock their world, and then they will not forget it. And I mean, we we even see that later on, but what you know? But, we'll, well, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to there. So we we've got the riot between the communities. You know, you got old Navy model guy, and the the saviors are actually blaming a couple people for Justin's death. Yeah. They blame Anne, who is you know Jadis. Yeah, they blame her first off. You know, the garbage woman, mm-hmm. and then they blame Daryl because you know they and, you know because they had a they had a scuffle earlier. And I don't want to say I don't want to say like. I understand where they're coming from, and I sympathize with the thing. But if somebody's going around killing 
off saviors. Everybody on the other camp has 100% right uh, justifi- justification to kill them all. Yeah. Whether they're following Negan's orders or not, they're kind of fucked. You're complicit. Yeah. But at the same time, why not? those two are almost perfect. One, you already have Jadis, who is a known double triple crosser, mm-hmm. right? Who's known to be her own thing, and she has hundred percent right to kill all the fucking saviors they want. And yep. Like they said, after because Simon, of Simon and right. Then you have Daryl, who publicly has been beefing with that uh, Scuzzo. Well, Next he, thing you he know, wasn't he, beefing; he was beating that. He was, ass. He, yeah, he was. He wasn't beefing; he was beating. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no. So he's fighting with Scuzzo in the middle of the fucking bridge with pocket sand, and next thing you know. Like, he winds up dead. Super convenient. Exactly. So, I don't blame the saviors one fucking bit. And I don't blame them for um, wanting some sort of either way to protect themselves or some a little bit more, like, reinforcement to be protected, especially on the work site. Politics aside, politics aside, as a company foreman, you should probably protect your people by some shit well you know yeah what i'm saying and, and the other or at thing, least give them the means to protect themselves yeah and the other thing that i think the saviors are looking at too is that you know they've been disarmed mm-hmm. since losing the war mm-hmm. you know a lot of them are maimed and you know they're they're in dire straits at the sanctuary you know granted they're you know they're, there's a convoy of food on its way mm-hmm. but it's still being rationed very tightly because you know they can't figure out where the ethanol is going right you know the the fuel that they're taking from the old the dead corn they already got supplies missing right so, I mean, it, it looks shady when you look at it from, oh, yeah. like, Rick, Daryl, Carol, Maggie's standpoint, Any where standpoint these people are trying shady. to, like, usurp your power mm-hmm. at every at every stage. So, I mean, I can completely understand why, you know, Rick would ride in, you know, guns blazing, essentially, on top of the horse and just tell everybody to calm the F down. Because, I mean, that's what Rick does. Like an Old West sheriff. And I think yep. it wasn't until that point where I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. Because at the same time... It wasn't like, man, this, it just felt like it was going nowhere. Like it was spinning its own wheels. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of that all the time. But, so I can know, I can see it when it is. And I was like, man, they're spinning their own wheels, they're retreading this shit, and then they're doing this murder mystery shit. And like I said last episode, if they keep doing this, that's gonna, I'm going to be fucking pissed. But, it was almost to when Rick Grimes came in when I was like, okay, this is a proper murder mystery now because right. now he's going out and he's questioning everybody yep. and he's doing all this stuff. Not like a procedural, but more like, okay, I can see this be all a, I still have that Western aspect in my mind and like, okay, so somebody's killing the town folk yep. at this bridging yeah. community. And then I kind of was like, all right, I dig it. It's like, like gun smoke meets CSI meets fucking zombies. Yeah. And then the next piece you actually see after everybody kind of disperses, they go back about their day, you know, Rick actually confronts Father Gabriel and says, you know, hey, I know that you were on watch last night. Was Jadis with you? Father Gabriel lies. Straight up lies. Straight up lies to Rick. Straight up lies. And then he later confronts Jadis. Okay. Yeah. In, in the, in like the, I, I would get like the, the commissary tent or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's filling her canteen. She's getting a couple of fruits and, and whatnot for the day. And Father Gabriel says, you know, look, I, I outright lied to Rick about wh- what was happening. Right. You know, did you kill him? Well, see, one good point on Rick Grimes from saying, look, 
I do trust her because if I didn't, why would I bring her into the right. camp? You know, but she is a, she is a suspect. Yeah, she's still an outsider. And even though I may trust her, other people aren't gonna. And those are the people that you got to fucking worry about right now because exactly. the suspects of the murder. So it was good on him for telling Gabriel his intentions and still saying, "Look, blah 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 blah." He should have told that to uh, Jadis too. Yeah. However, I don't know. I could fucking when he was like, hey, look, I told Rick. And she's like, what the fuck did you tell Rick yep. Tell Rick for? I would have been like, Gabriel, you're already keeping one secret. Fucking shut the fuck up and keep another one, at least for till this blows over. Yeah. And Jadis even asked him, do you think I'm hiding something? Right. And Father Gabriel doesn't really know which way to go. I mean, he's he's torn between his loyalty to Rick and, and the group of survivors. Mm-hmm. And then he's, you know, in this relationship with with Anne. So he's kind of, you know, what do I do? Do I, you know, keep wanting to get the the fool around shenanigans and formulate this relationship with Anne? Well, he really did like her. I mean, he really... Right. No, I I get that. But I mean, you know, he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's Mm -hmm. got this... He he's got this group that he's come to know, and something he really believes in, right? And then also he's he's got this new budding love interest. So I mean, it's a tough spot for him to be in, but Mm -hmm. you know, it is Father Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out where that goes. Yep. So later on in the episode, we see, you know, Rick actually confronts Jadis and, and talks to Father Gabriel, mm-hmm. but he also goes and talks to Hillbilly Justice, Daryl Dixon. Right. And once again, he's got just cause because he's like, look, I was a cop. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Even Daryl calls like, is this what you do in your cop days? And he goes, yeah, I know what I'm doing fucking right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it works, <laughs> right? A cop, always a cop. Because at the same time, the signs were all, I mean. Puncture like I wound said, instead of a bullet wound. Right. They Small, were feuding. Right. And, and arrow size, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's too many pieces. So, of course, he's like, look, I don't believe you did it. But at the same time, I'm doing my job, which he's 100 percent right. There's too many signs pointing to Daryl. And if he wants Daryl to still, like, have some, like, iota of, like, control, he needs to show everybody that, yeah, this is my boy. He, he needs to lead I'm by example. Yeah, but I'm still questioning him and getting to the bottom of this. You but, know? you know, honestly, Daryl did have a really, really no. super good counterpoint. He had 100% he good goes, counterpoint. You know, why, why do they get a future when Glenn, Abraham, right? and Sasha don't? I, you wrote, know? I wrote in my notes, Hillbilly Justice has valid points, but at the same time, Rick dropped the mic on Daryl. Oh, yeah. He as, dropped as he was walking fucking, away. Right? Yeah. He goes, look, sometimes you got to have faith in people. You know, sometimes you got to trust him. It might be the best thing you've ever done, right? And mm-hmm. then he goes, like the time you let that one guy that handcuffed your brother to the roof. And left him to die. Right? And he, you were cool with him now. See where we're at, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just dropping the mic. And Daryl's like. Holy shit. I mean, he's got him. He's got a point. I mean, both right. of them have really good points. No, once again, this episode this episode and this whole fucking season has been hard to really find out like whose side you on because everybody has such valid points. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why like once again, it's like getting into it, I was like, oh shit. Like it was significantly better the more I think about it. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, I don't think that anybody was completely in the wrong. No. But Besides a couple people, but we'll talk right, about that right, as we right, progress right, right, through right, this right, episode. Right, right. But I, I think everybody is doing it from a from a place of thoughtfulness for either their fallen comrades or the people that they still consider you know very close to them in the in the living world. Mm-hmm. So we see that you know they're they're trying to find all these people that that they've lost. They're trying to find these missing supplies, 
and they go on a grid search. Yeah. And Maggie and Cindy come across this this old dilapidated house that's off in the woods. This scary house. Yeah. And and we see that a lot of walkers have kind of gathered because the tin metal roof is making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Well, Maggie gets her attention. You know, blah blah blah. The walker herd goes to her. She starts stabbing, stabby stabby, stabby stab, and. Cindy puts her foot through the floor of the front porch. At that at that same time, right. all the walkers break through the front door, which was nailed shut. Right. Well, at the same Convenience. Time, exactly. But at the same time, they're probably agitated because they saw some fresh meat. Hell I yeah. know. I know. If I was hungry as shit, and somebody like over oh, driving down, barred like me a, up inside your house. Right. And then, and somebody was like, "Hey, there, there's a fucking a taco truck outside." You know. And I was like, "Bing, bing, 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 bing." I'm gonna try and fucking do that shit like the Kool Aid Man. So I can understand. But at the same time, for her falling, like, who needs Bob Vila? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, but let's see where this goes. And I'm kind of glad it did because that was a fucking great zombie effect when oh, Cindy had she her. She was trying to push away. Push away, and, and she just had her fingers inside the dude's uh-huh. face. I was like, you gnarly. And I mean, you know, honestly, for as many times as you know, we've complained about certain little goofy, cheesy CGIs and whatnot. The practical effects that they do on The Walking Bar Dead are none. absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are. because you see these these zombies that are you know continually decaying over time, mm-hmm. and just the ooey gooeyness of them is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it from the bicycle walker, mm-hmm. you know, or crawler uh, from the first episode, all the way up until like you know the bloated zombie with the well, and then now like the the face fingering zombie <laughs> i mean for, li- for lack of a better term uh, the face fingering zombie i want to take his face off <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, all but i mean that's that's i mean that's a huge kudos face to their face. special effects team no, man it was gory as shit yeah. and like and i i'm glad they did it. like i said it's like oh too much like oh very very convenient but at the same time it was convenient for a payoff yes yes because daryl actually shoots the walker through the head Saving Cindy, mm-hmm. and then Maggie just goes on an absolute killing spree. Nobody fucking saved Maggie, and she didn't fucking exactly. need it. She tore that shit up. She was like fucking... Maggie is a woman on a mission. Maggie was a beast. She's just like, stick, stick, beast stick, mode. stick, 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 stick. And I mean, then just I think like, she, what, she probably killed probably... A dozen zombies, yeah, a dozen. at least, a, because you know a what? A baker's dozen. No, because even that, she killed the zombies that she led astray. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got this. You're like, okay, yes, she says. Yep. Like, and then you, Cindy's walking to the porch. You just hear, stick, 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 stick. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. As the ooey gooey punctures sound gets closer. And it doesn't even matter. It's off screen. All you can do is hear it, but you know it's a fucking badass shit. Yep. And then she comes up and like, stick, 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 stick. And it's just like, ah. Maggie was this whole episode. Maggie's been ruthless and a beast. Yeah, and I love it. Yep, and I mean now now she's got something to live for. You know, mm-hmm. she she's got little Herschel. Mm-hmm. But we see that you know all of the main main characters are now together. We've got Cindy and Maggie, Daryl and Daryl and Rick. Carol is there, and they're all searching for a rot. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to find out you know where this missing person is. And when oh, but they, first in the but before, even before that, it's like, um, what happened, B? What happened? What yeah. happened? You know. So, I don't know, man. Is is that another part of the clever ruse? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just it just seems weird too because Daryl picks up like the the fishing spear and he goes I and know he's like exactly who did this and he's just looking at it and I'm like yeah uh huh we mm-hmm. we know who killed the the baddie old man Carruthers <laughs> that would have got it away for if it wasn't for you old man Grimes and your meddling kids <laughs> so. Uh, we get a major hint as to who killed Justin Scuzzo mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the episode. And, you know, Daryl and Maggie, 
they they finally agree that Rick is doing the right thing. Yeah, you know they just they they yeah. still question why he's doing it this way, mm-hmm. but you know they 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 understand the ends. They just don't understand the, the path. The, the path. But at the same time, even before that, because that leads up to what happens that they find what what they're talking uh-huh. about. Because then you said they finally decided like okay. What's going on with Rick Grimes? He has a good plan, mm-hmm. and yeah, let's do it. He, they're like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Let's yep. do Rick Grimes' plan. Cut to um, Jadis in the dump. No, not even then. Before that, you got uh, um, Rick Grimes and the other saviors. Oh, okay, right. And so, like, first of all, fuck them. Okay, so, <laughs> they're, so uh, <laughs> well, they're over there. Well, it's so, well the 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 Scooby Gang, for lack of a better term. They're out there with their grid patterns. They kind of have their own like mini militia, yeah, going on. Like somebody's hunting us, and we're gonna go get them. Like there's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. <laughs> Hell, we're all gonna die. <laughs> man, just a couple of walkers out there. Man's running around losing the school. We're not the assassins, but like, so they're going out walking, and they and you know what? I'd understand where they're coming from. I mean, I do too. You don't at the you, at the same time you don't want vigilante mob justice because that's mm-hmm. like three steps away from like fucking lynch mobs. It's, and shit. it's what they had before, right? So, but at the same time, yeah. If somebody's going around hunting me and my friends, I'm gonna fucking gather whoever's left and say, "Hey, we gotta fucking do something." Exactly. Right? So they're going out there and they run afoul of Carol and Rick, right? <laughs> and so fucking first of all. That's two of the worst people you could fuck with in this world. As saviors of all people, you should know not to fuck with one, like, the leader of the group, and, like, the boss lady, right? The Terminator of Terminus. Right? Carol Peltier! Because I was going to say, you do not even know who the fuck you're fucking with. Because they will tear your ass up. And sure enough, that he tries some shit. Even the other saviors like, look, dude, you're going to... No, no, yeah. no. There's only one scuzzle. The other guy, who's was like, oh, fuck this, right? Give me the weapons, Rick. That's all we want. All we want, Rick. And he's like, you can walk away. Yep. He, he's like, you don't have to do this. Because if you do, you're going to be an even in a world of hurt. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and he's he's 100% right. truthful, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Because he's like, because he does that whole Rick runs. Like, well, does that how it's got to be? Is this is how it's going to do? Is it? And he goes, okay, cool. And all he was doing is he was biding time for, for Carol. Carol. And, and Carol just like, pulls out. <laughs> Carol just pulls out the pocket shank. Fucking like Assassin's Creed. And, and I'm sorry, but all right. If, if I've got a knife held to somebody's throat. Okay. The last thing I'm going to do is take the knife off of him and point him to the person that's six and a half feet away from me. Because get, the next thing you know, Carol turns around and just. Stick, stick, stick! Right, <laughs> jabs his dude, damn near killing him. You know, and, and you know they they finally get to the point where you know Rick subdues the other guy. That's just kind of he's just kind of there. I yeah, mean, he's got a no, he's he got kinda, a guilt by association kind of deal. No, he goes, oh come on, Rick, give me the gun. Yeah. Right, let's I mean, not do that. Give me the gun, he Rick. He doesn't want anybody to die. <laughs> right. But Rick finally subdues him and then subdues the other guy. And and you know the the other guy's just like, what are you gonna do? You gonna kill me? And then, you know, Carol does the line, you know, no, you know, because everybody's worth something. Yeah. It's just like, that oh. was, And that's the message of the thing. And then. Yeah. Every so, life counts. Every life counts. And see, so I was like, yeah, you know, you just, you just talk to somebody who blew up an entire community. Exactly. Into like, okay, cool. I'm going to hang back for a little bit, you know, I'm going to give, the, <laughs> I'm going to give peace a chance. Right. And, <laughs> and so then you cut to the back to the scene of like. Maggie and Daryl going, okay, yeah, let's give peace a chance. 
until they find out what happens. Right. Yeah. But before we get to that part, we get we have to talk about Jadis and going back to the the trash dump. Yeah. You know because we we see Jadis goes back and she you know, uncovers like a little like not really a safe but like a file cabinet almost mm-hmm. that it has wrapped up into it the walkie talkie. And we finally we finally get a hint as to who's on the other end. You know, she's I know you're out there. I know you're out there. I saw the helicopter, this, that, and the other. And they they start speaking in a in a very elusive code. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're trying to determine. You know, w- we need another A or another B. You know, we want another A. My it will go into complete conjectureville for the next couple seconds. I personally think that they're Jadis is setting you know is setting them up to get um, either. Father Gabriel, who we find out later, she considers an A or an Alpha mm-hmm. or Rick, because we already know he, his time is coming near. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether or not you know th- this is you know. And again, Conjectureville is this mm-hmm. Jadis communicating with Alpha and Beta? Hmm. Well, I mean, that's the only thing that it could be because they like they're trading life for life or something, right? So what else could it be? I mean. I don't know, but but we find out when Father before, Gabriel... Go back a little bit. For those of people who don't know what Alpha and Beta are, can you give it a quick rundown? Yeah, I mean, and it comes from the comic books, but I'll, I'll spare everybody. The the big two baddies, besides, you know, because we've kind of, sh- you know, side, sidelined Negan for this season. Mm-hmm. Alpha and Beta are the two, you know, heads of the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Whisperers are a community of people that actually wear walker faces and body parts. Very similar to what Glenn and, and Rick did back in the, the tank season. Uh, or in the city season, yeah. to blend in amongst the walkers. And they, they speak to each other through whispers while they're in herds. Hence the whispers. Yes, hence yeah. the whispers. So when the, the person on the other side of the the other side of the radio, when they're talking to, you know, Jadis, says, you know, um, we need a we need an A, you know, we, we need a A or a B, you know, yeah. we want an A. And I put in my notes, you know, alpha and beta, you know, question mm-hmm. mark. So, I mean, that that's complete conjecture. I think that's where it's going to go because I think we're, so too. we're at the point right now, man, they they need to introduce somebody because, I mean, you can't just have you can't just have survivor, savior, you know, inner turmoil for the entire season. That That's going to get dull. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think we're going to go into civil war. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think so, too. think everything said and done, especially at the end of this episode. Okay, so let's go back to Jadis before we go into that, because we're yeah. going to... You so, know, and, and Anne asks Gabriel, you know, Gabriel comes up to her and says, you know, well, did you kill, you know, this, that, and the other? Kind of, They kind of have a banter back and but forth. But Gabriel's always fucking sneaking around. He's well, yeah. the sneakiest priest ever. He's, well, I don't know about the sneakiest priest he's ever. Like, he's like, like Catman <laughs> Marquand in a collar. So, <laughs> like a holy... Holy cats. But yeah, <laughs> Gabriel follows her back to the dump and knows, you know, who are you communicating with? You know, why you know, why all the secrecy and whatnot? And then, you know, Jada's asking, you know, I have to ask you a favor. Can you help me with a small task? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, you know, what, what's Capture going on Rick. here? And then, yeah, that's, that's what my initial conjecture was. But then you see Father Gabriel finally say, you know, no, I have to take this to Rick. And, you know, Jadis looks at him. And says, you know, oh, I, I always considered you a you a B. Pops him in the head. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that at that point when Father Gabriel kind of asserted himself and saying, you know, look, I'm going to tell Rick. That made him an alpha? That made him an alpha. Hmm. You know, so I think that's what, what, but then what Jadis they, is going to try to bargain for. But then what would he do? I mean, he, he won't go back on Rick Grimes because Jadis gave him the choice of saying, look. Because like you were talking about the ultimatum that he mm-hmm. got. He goes, look, why don't you stay with 
come with me to this i know another right. place right Yo, our lives could be even better than what they are now right because he's like she's like you're the only one that stood up for me you know but at the same time like you just got to the community and you are a double triple coster again now mm-hmm. so i mean they have every right to distrust her because she knows more than she's talking about well and now gabriel even distrust her because he he kind of comes to the realization that you were trading human beings for supplies right exactly you know, you, exactly you, you you were trading off human beings just so you could live a little bit longer yeah so, He's really questioning her motives at this point. But I mean, because that that's fucked up. I mean, yeah. that's and like and the other one. What's the other team going to do for with the human bodies? You yes, know? exactly. That's even more fucked up. But at the same time, not at the same time. Gabriel said, "Look, if this was any under the under circumstances, I would be more than happy to mm-hmm. run away with you. But I'm not going to sell out my family and friends because I got some tail." And for who fucking knows, with a known human trafficker. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's exactly what she's become. Yeah. You know, she she's surviving a little bit longer on the, I, I guess, on the peril and, you know, despair of other people. Shit, we don't know what the hive back in the garbage, about the trash people days did. They might have had to sacrifice and every time shit got low in the pantry. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, for the greater good. I mean, we don't fucking know. So Jada might be like, Jadis might be like, evil from git and which sucks because like i wanted to like her and i and i still like i'm hoping like maybe she might redeem herself or something right but at the same time to pop gabriel i mean she really had no other choice but and when we say pop i mean she didn't kill him she, she didn't just kill him, him she just knocked him out um just pop him in the head um it's just kind of like come on man why are you fi- i know people are like mistrusting you but just wait a minute find the real culprit you know you didn't do it mm-hmm. i know you didn't do it just give it some time We'll ride this out, and then the people will like, okay, maybe we'll trust you now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm completely with you on that Because she's going to have to do a lot more to gain that trust. I don't blame a single fucking person for not trusting her. Either. Yeah, now, I mean, she pretty much ruined anything that she had with Father Gabriel. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and honestly, I mean, it, just from the limited interaction that we've been able to see on it screen. It was good for both of them. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was cool for both of them. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know where that takes Jadis and and where that puts Father Gabriel in the main pecking order. I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but it, but it definitely puts him in a in a very inopportune space because now he is potentially being you know shipped off for fodder for somebody else. I hope not. Yeah, I I hope not too because I think Father Gabriel still has a long way to go in the storyline. But if that's the case. Gabriel is like the luckiest fucker ever because he survived being captured many a multiple times. That's true. I mean, he was alone with Negan. He escaped. He got captured again. He escaped. You know, it's like fucking, it's hard to keep him down. So, like, if he escapes, I think his time might be almost up. Yeah, I think his timer is going to be running to an end. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like sands through the hourglass. Right? <laughs> he looks badass with one eye, though. He does. Like a and, badass and, and preacher. Like the, the old school, like, you know, preacher hat. <clears throat> that yep. looks badass, too. That makes another thing where this is a Western. You got Cowboy Rick and the badass preacher. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and the widow up a hilltop, you know? So, yeah. like, I, I dig the, where this is going. But. Moving on. So then we, we get to the big reveal, you know, with Maggie and Daryl. They're kind of out on their two-by-two two little little foraging party. We find them, we find, like, just after they say every life counts, we find out the mystery of the murder mystery. Right. You know, they go to the outreach center that we see at the beginning of the episode where, you know, Scuzzo Justin is kind of wandering around as a walker. As they walk on the warning signs. As they walk on the warning signs. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See what you uh-huh. did there? But they also find the the two canisters of ethanol mm-hmm. that are that are sitting outside the front door, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Cindy is Cindy is there, and we see the short hair, uh, short blonde hair uh, savior on her knees, 
in front of Cindy and Cindy is giving this, you know, impassioned speech about, you know, why everything has come to this and, you know, why, ha- why it happened with, or what happened with Oceanside. They came and killed everybody. They came and killed everybody. And that's the reason why Oceanside hates the saviors because that was Simon's hunting party. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in, in this, the, the one savior that they have captured was part of Simon's hunting party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, I think Cindy's in the right with this one. I mean, they, they have her on her knees getting ready to execute her. And Maggie and Daryl are kind of like, you know, what, what are you doing? And then Cindy gives this very impassioned speech about, you know, how her grandmother and, and her found this place. They started to do, you know, make it a good community. And then the saviors came along, took everything, mm-hmm. you know, kind of set them up to fail, killed all, the, I mean, killed all the males and whatnot. And then we also find out that Cindy had a brother. Yeah, that this particular savior ended up killing. Yeah, and it, man, it was it was it was tough. It was tough to get through because then you know Cindy's even you know screaming at her. You know what was the last thing you said to him? Yeah, you know what was the last thing you said to me while I was crying? Exactly. But you know what? Here's the thing. Um, I like that Cindy has got a lot of shit going on. She got a big old part in this at the very end, kind of almost slasher esque, like solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job with delivering that speech. Yeah. And I think she has validation, but at the same time, it's kind of like hard because you just hear you just heard Rick's like how, and you just saw Carol mm-hmm. about how like every how Carol's life, even changed. How, yeah, how every life is important, and you, they just had the conversation with Rick, and this all is all in the same episode, almost like right after everything's done, and they're like, "Well, what'd you say?" And she goes, uh, "I was young, I was stupid, I was following orders, and he would kill me too," and she's right. Any you saw if, if Trevor saw that anybody was d- bull, pulling shit in his rank, he'd pop him with no questions asked. So that's what it was like. I know you're doing what you had to do to survive, and you did terrible things. But at the same time, you did fucking smile. But she did say she's trying to like assimilate, assimilate and all yeah. that. So it's like it. This was a hard episode for me because I, I was also like. Fuck yeah, Cindy. Fuck her up. Get get you some vengeance. Get you a little death wish accent. Hey, belly. Right? Well, I mean, if, if but you, at the same time, it's like you feel bad for the savior who has actually... Because she was one of the ones yeah, who tried to stop the fight. She, she's tried to redeem herself. She's been trying, too. So it's like, when do you give a second chance and when do you not? Yeah, it's like kind of the sins of the past kind of deal. Yeah. But honestly, and Cindy's from Cindy's standpoint, I can see why Cindy would be this this torn up because oh, of I mean, course. everybody that she's lost has been a direct tie back to Simon Save, yeah, yeah. and the Saviors. Mm-hmm. You know, her her grandmother was killed because they they had to move. Yeah. You know, and granted, that was you know kind of you know seven degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of deal how she got killed, mm-hmm. but it's still. You know, if they didn't have to go on the run from the saviors and hide themselves, that never would have happened. You know, Enid would never would have shot her. Right. You know, kind of deal. And then, you know, her brother definitely wouldn't have been dead because, I mean, it, what, what, I think he said he was 11 or 12 yeah. when he was killed. And, you know, her, her exact words were, no exceptions. So, you know, the, the saviors pleading her case to, to Maggie and Daryl saying, you know, look, you know, we, 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 we've got this new community and we, we've got rules now and this, that and the other. And she's just trying to save her own ass. Yeah. And then, but I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if she really is trying to assimilate and really trying hard and trying to make amends for the things that, that she's done, you but, know, man, you, you, I don't know. Sins it's of the past, man. Sins true, of the past. But w- I don't know. At, at what point does the statute of limitations run out on that kind of stuff? Well, you know, at what time do you like, at what point do you see the actual error of your ways and like, look, I'm sorry, you know, I mean, I don't know. 
But now you have a fracture between every one of the communities. Oh yeah, because you know Ma- you... Maggie is at Maggie is at odds with Rick. Right. Your Oceanside is at <coughs> is at odds with all of them. The Saviors of everybody have gone. <clears throat> They've all gone back to the sanctuary. Yeah. You know they left the bridge. So you know, and, and really, the the kingdom is really the only one that's still aligned with anybody. But does that mean that like they should go and like wipe all the saviors off if they go and do their own thing? I mean, I, I like, think we said it best at the beginning of last or the end of last season. If it were up to you and me, I wouldn't have given them surrender. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have given them a quarter. None of the nine, I mean, because see, that's what happens. Like yep. you take care, you, <laughs> they're like pets. You take care of saviors, and then one day you have to put them down. Exactly. You know? My but, vengeance is swift, right? No, but I mean, if they would have done, they should have done it in wartime because now that they're like part yeah, of the community, now it's just murder. Yeah, now that they're part of the community, it's one thing in wartime, second thing in peacetime. Yep, you know. Exactly. So that's a difficult, that's a difficult call. This whole situation was a difficult call for me, morally and like mentally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, was, it, it weighed on it weighed on Maggie as well too during that yeah, last scene because yeah. you know Cindy said. I wouldn't even have thought to do this without, if it wasn't, if for, it wasn't you, for you with for Gregory. You Gregory. And so at the same time she was shot, I would like to think at the same time she was like, what do you mean for me? And at the same time, oh, shucks, you shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Maggie's thing, law, rule number one. Because Maggie is already bloodthirsty. Yeah. And rightfully so with a lot of things. And I mean, she she doesn't like the saviors. And mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, and they just kind of turn around and walk away. And they're yeah. like, okay, well, you done fucked up now, so because that's all the saviors were. They were just takers. Yeah, you know, they were takers because they had the power. And now that they have no power, I mean, you know, it's just like you're you're seeing their their true sleazy colors come out. But see, Maggie wasn't like Maggie wasn't at the end of the episode. She wasn't like you know how 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 can you do this in my name. You know, mm. what do you mean this is because of me? She wasn't like, she was shocked, but then then she was like, I got me an army now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? she, she has like a, almost a small cult of followers. Yeah, she's like the, like the Maggie Marauders. Yep. Going around killing saviors. And, and the last scene that we see of the episode is Maggie and Daryl walking down an open, open stretch of road. Walking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Maggie looks at, at Daryl and says, you know, we gave Rick's way a chance. Now let's go see Negan. They didn't give Rick's a chance. They just decided to give Rick's way a chance before they got to um, Cindy. Right. Like, right before, they're like, uh, okay, well, we gave him a chance. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You just saw some shit and like, oh, cool, let's go fucking kill everybody. You know? Was turning your back on the one giving it a chance? I don't know. I was, was like... Was hanging Gregory after the, the you know, the... Giving a chance? You know? I don't know. I think... But see, that's the thing. They, once again, like I said... Everybody has such good points. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm honestly, I'm I'm still on Team Maggie in this case. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that she's doing it out of a ruthless kind of, you know, totalitarian, Stalinistic kind of way. I think she's doing it because she honestly thinks that the, this type of rule of law is, is what's going to help the communities kind of govern themselves. But look at old Navy model guy. I mean, he even said it goes, I was in the saviors. Yeah, I was one of them. I wasn't. I mean, I'm for you guys now, and you guys trust me. I've proven my worth. You know, maybe they should like, you know, have like not a prove your worth thing, but like, like a vetting system. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. Like, OK, how how really down for this community are you? You know what I'm saying? Are you ride or are you just die? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they should do like, OK, if you're down, if you want to go on back to the savior camp and do your own mm-hmm. thing. Cool. But we're taking all of our shit back with us. Everything that we've done, we're taking gone. You want to live on your own without us. Cool. For those of you who want to do that, if you ever fucking thinking about fucking doing some shit, we will cut you down. You know? Yeah, and I, I think Rick's um, 
Rick's idea or his ideology of having all these groups kind of pitch in and whatnot, the world didn't even work like that beforehand. I mean, you still had the haves and the have-nots. Look at us now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the world before the apocalypse didn't, you know, in, in this case, didn't even have this type of government structure. However, I think all this shit's gonna would go a lot smoother if Michonne hurries up and fucking does that charter. That's why instead said, of making sweet, sweet loving, instead of Sunday Fun Day. That, that's my point again with Rick and like other things. There's bigger fish. Fucking finish that first and then play a game. Mm -hmm. You know, at least wait two more days. Until the murder mystery is solved, oh, I, you know. I'm I'm with you, man. I just I I don't know, man. It just it seems kind of weird that you would have these different factions even within the survivor group. Yeah. So now know? basically you have Team Maggie versus Team Rick. Yeah. And then you know where's Team Ezekiel going to lie? I think he's going to fall on the side of Rick because oh yeah, he's got Carol on his oh, side. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, I want I want to say that Ezekiel is about giving the saviors a chance. Yeah. I mean, because. You know, even for everything that, that happened with Ezekiel, I mean, he, he still wants, you know, the I guess the community or the society to, to prosper, mm -hmm. you know, and I think he for still the, sees the overall long game. Right. Where Maggie is just kind of handling the issues as they come up. But see, he she sees the overall long game, too, because she goes, okay, it's for the future. But at the same time, she's like, well, we could probably do the future without the saviors. Right. And so it's like, yeah, you know what? Many hands make light work. In my, Look my at you opinion. being all prophetic. You know what I'm saying? So just like kind of, you don't have to go all out. I hope, Conjectureville, we're now at the end of the episode where they're like, okay, now let's go ahead and take care of Negan. So you know they're going to run into Rick Grimes. We all know that Rick Grimes has two episodes left. Let's put two and two together. Do you think if they do do a civil war, do do, if they do do a civil war, do you think it would be one, either Maggie or Daryl to put him down? It's a good question. I mean, it's a really good question. I think that you've got a lot of animosity between Rick and, you know, Rick and Daryl, you know, kind of got like a brotherly animosity where, I mean, they still care about each other. I mean, they still got each other's back, but they don't mm -hmm. necessarily agree mm -hmm. um, with Maggie and Rick. I think it's the same thing. You know, when, when the, the, the rubber hits the road, I think they're both on the same team. Yeah. It's just, they, they have different philosophies on how to get there. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it could possibly be, you know, an, an accident, like an accident, you know, an accidental stabbing. I mean, if for for lack of a better term, you know, Rick you and fell him a knife. You know, hillbilly justice, <laughs> hillbilly sadness. But you know, I I don't exactly know where that's going to come about. I mean, we know that Rick and Daryl get in fight, you know, because they've gotten into fights before. Right. I mean, Daryl damn near choked his ass out. You that's know, true. When they were back at the school, or was the school? No, the the jeep. I'm sorry. No, I was thinking of school bus. Yeah. But uh. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be either one of those two. I hope it's not one of those. I hope two. it's not either. I hope even though we're gonna have Team Rick and Team Maggie, I hope nobody fucking like that we've known to come and like 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 kill Rick Grimes because yeah. if they do, I will instantly hate Maggie. Yep. I would instantly hate Daryl. He's already on the fence with me. Yeah, I was about so, to say Hillbilly Justice is already kind of teetering on the right. <laughs> on the cusp of getting over into Shitsville. Then I don't want to hate Maggie. I'll hate Negan again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If Negan if Negan does be the one that like quote unquote pull the trigger, I would be pissed, but I would know vengeance would be sweet and it would be just. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. So like we do with every other episode though, we have come to the end. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how would you rate this episode? At first, I didn't like this episode. At first, I was thinking, man, this episode fucking sucks. I want to give it a four, 
right? <laughs> you know? Damn. Right? I was like, I was just like, ugh. But then as it went on, I kind of fell for what Rick was saying. I kind of fell for uh, the murder mystery. I kind of fell for the Jadis and interaction. And the Father G. Yeah. I liked where these things went. I liked that it, if it, it for an hour episode, it went pretty fast. It really did. Yeah. yeah I was noticing that, too. It was like... Well, we kind of got to a lot of different places really, really quickly. Yeah, and there was a lot of shit going down, and I like the action western horror vibe mm-hmm. it's got going on. I think it's working. A lot of cool new mysteries, and I'm glad the murder mystery is solved, and it brought up a lot of things. I'm glad the murder mystery is done. I don't want any more murder mysteries. Yep. Okay. But it brought my score up because, like, like, like I said, I hated it at first, but now I'm gonna get, I'm going to go a solid seven and a half. I really fucking dug this episode because it was just like something about it. The slowness, but it added to the tension, and it brought yeah, up a lot really of good did. questions, and it brought and it made me really think on where do I lie on this? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I really dug that. I got the seven and a half is almost out of like bravo for making me think. You know? Ah, uh, yes, the Thinking Man's Apocalypse right. television show. Right. You don't expect that from The Walking Dead, you know? But like, yeah, every now and then when an episode like. Where do you lie on this issue? And you're like, oh, halfway shit. through, they start flashing up math equations, right? So I dug it. That's so that's why it's going high because, like, uh, yeah, kudos to this episode for trying to like make you think about where you would do and what would you do in this situation. I mean, a lot they all do, but this one especially now that we're building up Team Maggie versus Team Ray. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Actually, I think this is the second week in a row that we've actually complimented each other on our scores. You're going to go seven and a half. I'm going to go seven and a half because I like what they did with Carol again. Mm-hmm. I like badass Carol. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying I don't like her, you know, kind of dynamic with King Ezekiel, but I like it when Carol F's people up because, <laughs> I, and I don't know why, but I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like what we've alluded to in, in previous episodes where, you know, I want, I want Carol to get as much catharsis for everything that's happened in her past to, to just happen and happen to all the bad people she comes across. I want her to eviscerate everyone. <laughs> I, I think that would be probably my best my best case scenario. But I do like what they're doing with Rick, you know, kind of setting him up to be kind of like the ambassador for all of the different communities and, mm-hmm. and try to structure this society as, as it goes on. Um, you know, and trying to do the whole, you know, family fun day kind of deal with Michonne and, and Judith and, and try to show them that there is there is a normalcy to all this chaos that's going around. But, you know, alas, we we do know, you know, it's final two episodes. Something's going to happen. Yeah, some, the dam's some, going to break. Uh, yep. Something's going to come uh, come to, to light in the next two episodes. Yeah. So with that being said, we will actually be back tomorrow as we cover USA's The Purge. <laughs> and then we will be back again Monday following yep. when we recap AMC's The Walking Dead. <laughs> but on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. Now I'm going to go finger my face. <laughs>